The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the masculine journey today. We are on a journey. That's for sure, because we have been, if you've been listening to the show the last few weeks, and we hope you have, and you can always go and download the podcast if you haven't heard it, we've been in Mm -hmm. Satan's toolbox. And so a few weeks ago, we had one of Satan's tools, which was blaming God, right, Sam? Absolutely. That's when he tells us God leaves you hanging. He's not there for you. Uh, He didn't come through for you those types of things, and and gets us to try to break that relationship with God. And then the following week, we did the uh, when we uh, blame ourselves, right, Dennis? That's right. And I often do. (laughs) (laughs) And so he he, uh, convinces you that you are the one Mm -hmm. at fault. And then last week, Andy, we did... Blaming others. Right? Yeah. And... We had a lot of fun doing that, which mm-hmm. ding, 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 taking responsibility right. for my life for blaming Andy. <laughs> Ew, I choose Andy. <laughs> <laughs> now, right now, you may be wondering, Robbie, aren't you at the car show? Well, yes, I am. But this was pre-recorded, so that you can enjoy. <laughs> oh, that was straight <laughs> It's a beautiful Saturday afternoon, hopefully very sunny. We're hoping very much so. But anyway, we are on the next step, which Andy... You brought it up last week after the show. Mm-hmm. You said, "Well, now we got to go to what?" Uh, it, to me, it's the it's the um, foundation for all of them. All the uh, tools that the devil uses is he's just the accuser of the brethren. He he blames us directly, and I think all those other types of blame that get passed around are the source of him blaming us. Or, or, or he's accuser of our of the brethren, but he. He accuses uh, others through us. He accuses God through us. A lot of those thoughts aren't ours. I mean, there's probably some the original, but really, he's the he's the um, he's the source behind it all. Right. He's the guy behind the curtain. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's pulling all the yep. all the triggers. And so today, we're calling this one the hammer. The That's hammer, when yeah. he just actually comes out right. and starts putting it on you. And so, Dennis. You uh, went back to the future for a way to figure this yeah, out. Yeah, I did. Back to an oldie but goodie. If you remember the Back to the Future movie, the original one, uh, George McFly, who played the wimp in, in most of that uh, movie, that changes towards the end. But his boss in this scene is Biff. And as we're here in the setup, although Biff wrecked George's family car, uh, he blamed it on George. Yeah, Biff was the one driving. But you can see who he expected to take responsibility. Exactly. But, by the way, it's just awesome to have you back here around the campfire with us. It's good this. to be back. It's very Thank good. You. Here is Back to the Future. Delta 629. Don't bring pound to any unit. Please respond. Perfect. Just perfect. <laughs> this is fun. I can't believe you loaned me a car without telling me it had a blind spot. I could have been killed. 
Now, now, Biff, now, I never noticed that uh, the car had any blind spot before when I would drive it. Hi, son. But what are you, blind with blind? It's there. How else do you explain that wreck out there? Now, Biff, um, can I, can I assume that your uh, insurance is going to pay for the damage? Well, my insurance? It's your car. Your insurance should pay for it. I, I want to know who's going to pay for this. I spilled beer all over when that car smashed into me. Who's going to pay my cleaning bill? And uh, where's my reports? Uh, well, I haven't finished those up yet, but you know, I I figured since they weren't due till. Hello? Hello? Anybody home? Oh. Uh, think, McFly. Right. Think. I gotta have time yeah. to get them retyped. Yeah. Uh, do you realize what would happen if I handed my reports in your handwriting? Yeah. I'll get fired. You wouldn't want that to happen, would you? Would you? Oh, of course not, Biff. Now I wouldn't want that to happen. Now, look, I'll uh, finish those reports on up tonight, and I'll run them on over first thing tomorrow, all right? Hey, not too early. I sleep in Saturday. Oh, McFly, your shoe's untied. Oh. Don't be so gullible, McFly. Got the place fixed up nice, huh, McFly? Hey, I have your car towed all the way to your house, and all you got for me is light beer? <laughs> what are you looking at, butthead? Don't we buy into that sometimes, Sam? We're the uh, we're the wimp in the process. We buy into what the enemy is saying, that we were at fault, even though clearly it wasn't our fault. We don't stand up for what we know to be the truth and how God sees us, and we wimp out. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Jim? No, uh, it, it is. It, it's, it's something that's a constant barrage, that constant assault on our heart trying to get us to take blame, trying to get us to give blame. It's all the blame game that he's trying to get us to fall into. Yeah. And he does the <clears throat> the coercion into agreeing with him. I mean, Biff is great at saying, well, you know, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, Just you're wrong. wrong. And he is trying to defend himself and get the insurance, the right insurance company to cover it, but gives up. And giving up is the big key there. We surrender to the enemy. Mm. Well, for me, the, the, the clip that spoke to it as soon as Andy came out with the topic, um, although I love the Back to the Future, and it certainly does, is poor Schmeagel in The Lord of the Rings. And um, hearing this is a bit difficult. You don't familiar with The Lord of the Rings, but Schmeagel was this poor, you know, creature that, tried to be the custodian of the ring for some period of time and fell under its power and, and so was totally corrupted into murdering his best friend and then, you know, stealing, lying and all that for hundreds of years until he became this very pathetic-looking little creature. And so at this point in time, you, you have this discussion between Smeagol and himself, but the idea is, is we really want to pose this question to you in the show is how do you tell the difference between... Satan's voice is telling you it's your fault and your own voice knowing it's your fault. You know, who's the one speaking and who's the one trying to get the agreement? And here you see Schmeagel actually having some discernment on who's speaking and making an attempt to get freedom, which he gets a little bit for a little bit of the, of the, show, of the show here. And for some reason, the clip is not playing right this second, but we Master's have... Master's my friend! <laughs> You don't have any friends. Nobody likes you. Not listening. Not listening. You're a liar. And a thief. No. 
fucking who win. Go away! <laughs> I hate you. Sam, there's kind of a key in that clip, isn't there? You know, there is. It's it's that word, you. You've done this. You've done this. It's the assault. And, and the thing about this, when I, I heard this clip lots and lots of times, and it's a very important clip for a lot of reasons, but, you know, all the things that the, he's thrown at him, there's a truth element to him. He did lie. He did murder. He did steal. He did those things. But, you know, the enemy's trying to make that his identity and make him own that part of it forever, which is not, you know, in our world the way that that works with Christ. You know, I never thought of it that way before. That's kind of a revelation to me, easy for me to say, that uh, he can twist around those words in such a way that we look at it a different way. Harold? I think one thing that we need to keep in mind is that uh, we are part of his toolbox. And in reality, he couldn't care less about us. He's trying to hurt Christ. And the only way he can hurt Christ is to hurt us because we're the weak ones. Christ is not. He can't stand up before Christ. So what we need to keep in mind is that while we may do things that we believe are wrong and that we should not have done, Christ died for us. He will forgive us for those things because he knows our weakness. And he doesn't want us to be a tool in the devil's toolbox. All right. Well, Vinny, who's going to stand up here while we get him here, you know. (laughs) Go ahead, Vinny. I'm listening to everybody here speaking about blaming somebody. And they're all justified in what they're saying. Who do I blame? I'm blind as a bat. I'm 84 years old, hope that I make 85, and I ain't too sure that I want that to happen. Feeling sorry for myself? Yeah. But do I find God as my savior? And I do. If I give up, and if I want to blame somebody else, it sure as heck ain't going to be God. He's the only chance that I have to gain sight and to gain respect for myself. And the heck with all of this crying and and uh, blaming other people. Me? There's nobody to blame. But there is somebody I could pray to. And that's God. He is the only one that's going to help me. Not the eye doctor. Not my friends. Not what people say. So I do have a shot. And he's the hammer. He's I think the hammer. same holds true in hearing that that short fault from the enemy. That that's that's just as strong hearing that and believing that. It all takes us back to God. Yeah, and there's a big part that when we're talking about enters into all this. There there is the fact that I'm a new creature creature in Christ, and He did cleanse me, and I am completely innocent. And I'm, and I'm under the blood and all that. 
But then there's a lot of forgiveness issues that we, I don't know that we got into last week, but I want to explore that a little bit in the next segment is that, you know, the whole deal is Jesus paid it all, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, 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 you know, Schmeagel could have got under the blood, uh, Jim, it would have been a big deal. It would have been different. And it ultimately, he was used for good and he was kept around for that purpose. And something that sort of hit me, and this is out of left field, but when he was talking, the real tool isn't what Satan uses. He's the tool. And I mean that both ways. But God uses him well, for lost, his you purposes. Lost, you lost me. We're going to have to open back <laughs> up the toolbox <clears throat> and find out. This is one of those, like, you know how the one end of it's a Phillips and the other is a straight? We're going to find out about these tools. We're coming back. Register for the boot camp, MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. It's a Masculine Journey Boot Camp BOGO. Buy one, give one free. $199. What an amazing thing that would be to give somebody a gift, and what they really end up getting is their heart back. Listen to what it did for Andy. The Masculine Journey Boot Camp experience showed me I could truly hear from God, and that I could experience Him on a daily basis. Coming this fall, November 1st through the 4th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register today. So, Jim, we're just waiting for the hammer to fall, man. <laughs> well, the double entendre I was trying to get across, I guess only Vinny and I are old enough, even though he's darn close over there, Robbie. Uh, tool used to be an insult of a person that was just a pain to be around. And so that is Satan, but he's also a tool used by God. I mean, you look at Job. He couldn't do anything without God's permission. And I, don't, I still don't think he can. God uses his attacks on us to make us better if we turn to him, or bitter if we go the wrong way. Which is exactly, you know, that's a great way to look at what I, where I was going, is that in the case of Joseph, right, mm -hmm. that Satan used his brothers to, right, sell him off into Egypt. But Joseph himself... In his forgiveness of his brothers, which I heard a wonderful sermon on that passage this week, where Joseph was trying to make sure his brothers didn't feel the guilt and shame. He, he told them, mm -hmm. do not blame yourselves. What you thought you were doing for evil, God used for good. And he said that's part of how you know when you've actually forgiven someone, which is a big part of this, is do you want them to be rid of their shame and guilt for doing what they did to you? Do you actually, is that part of your equation is you want them to be free that free 
and, and, the, and the issue is Jesus. That, you know, he was the one that did all the forgiving, you know, because we did that stuff to him. And look what he's done to get rid of our shame, Dennis. And do we want to feel free from that shame and guilt when the enemy has attacked us with it and said, it's all your fault? I was telling a story a little while ago about... Uh, a time for me that was very dark when I was listening to the enemy saying that everything that had gone wrong in my life was my fault and it became a period of great darkness for me and there was such shame and guilt that came upon me and there was no forgiveness of my there was no my going to God and saying can you forgive me for my part in this and until I did that I couldn't let go of what the enemy was saying to me because I would buy into that as well. But once I knew God had forgiven me for my part and what had happened in my marriage and other parts of my life, then that darkness lifted. You know, that's hard, though, Dennis. Yes. You know, it, it, it's very hard because, you I'm know, talking it years. is for me. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it is for me as well because I know what I was, I knew what I was doing. Yeah. You know, if that makes any sense, you know, you can start to look at others differently because you don't know the rest of the story. You don't know what happened that made them react that way, right? There's, there's a, a mystery and unknown, but I know what happened when it's me, yeah. you know, and it's, it, the enemy just gets a hold of you there and it's hard to forgive yourself sometimes. And he knows it and he just plays it. Whatever that is for you, murder, liar, you know, thief, pervert, whatever that yeah, thing he, he calls you, he just nails it. Yeah, but what a slap in Jesus' face to an extent if I don't accept what he did, right, Andy? Yep, definitely. Um, you know, it is. It really is a slap in, in the face to him, and to not trust that, um, trust that forgiveness and and what he went uh, to Calvary for. Um, just thinking about what, what Sam was saying there about, you know, how you feel like... Yeah, we know what we did, and we knew that we made a conscious decision to do whatever we did. And that's why we get hung up, I think, a lot of times. You hear, this is the enemy. How can you say that you love God and you did that? I mean, I mean, if it's anybody other than me heard that, I've heard that so many times. But that's contrary to what the Bible says, but it's an easy thing to believe because we feel the pride in us, feel like we can pay for our sins or we can live out this Christian life on our own or whatever, and Damn. it's easy to go there. We're all pretty dumb because I think we all fall for that line sometime or the other. Yeah, it's a bit, it, it, Satan is a, he is brilliant. And he has some lines mm -hmm. of argument that will take you on, as we see from this next clip, Dennis, that you found from the messenger. Yeah, the the story of Joan of Arc, where I, when we were talking about this a minute ago, where where he's turning around and she actually, Sam, you're talking about doing things. There was actually some killing that went on. He not only wants to, wants to to put it in her face that you not only killed, but you felt good about it about what you did and he's turned around what uh, was a revolutionary moment for her and said it's all your fault that all this happened these people died and just top it off you felt good about it that's who you are he was trying to tell her she was something entirely different than what she really was and, and for those who hadn't seen the movie this is a spectacular dustin hoffman plays the satan character john of arc is in prison at this point in time, and she's on trial fixed to get burned to the stake, if you're familiar with the story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but during these trials, while she's in, in, in jail, you know, facing these other accusers, here comes Satan to try to confuse her and take away her testimony. 
because, you know, he, believe it or not, in the real life story of Joan of Arc, one of the most written about things in all of history were these trials of Joan of Arc. And here she is with Dustin Hoffman playing a devilish role. This is so powerful. You said he's the creator of heaven and earth, the source of all life. He could easily have stopped all that, all that blood and all that misery. Why? Why didn't he do Is he the one who spread all this blood and misery? No. Is he? But he could have stopped it. Or, what, did he get pleasure? Pleasure. Pleasure from watching us killing each other in his name. In his name? Yes, in his name. We fought and killed in his name, the king of heaven. Really? Let all those who love me, follow me! Let all who love me, follow me. Where does God get mentioned? Come on, John. Be honest. You fought for yourself in your name. No! Very interesting how he turns that whole thing around. And if you hear the rest of that clip or see the movie, which I highly recommend, he turns it around where she's questioning uh, where was God in all this. And sometimes we have those questions, too, of things happen. He turns it around to, what about you? And makes it all her fault. And then ultimately says it was, wasn't was only your fault, but you enjoyed doing this. Right. Isn't that right, it was Wayne? In, it was for her glory. But it, it kind of brings you back to that unholy trinity. Like, if you can get your focus, if he can get your focus off of God mm-hmm. and onto self um, and, and to the things that you've done, and can start blaming you and get get that rolling around in your head, then... You know, it goes back to misunderstanding your identity again and who, who Christ is and, and what he's done, you know, just as, as you talked about earlier, mm-hmm. um, as, as Jim talked about. You know, it, if, he can, if he can come at our faith, right, the, the faith of, of what God has done for us. Um, so, Sam, it gets back inside to that. How do you discern who's the one talking and what is he trying to get you to buy into? For me, Robbie, it it is almost always uh, the the word I or you. You know, when when I'm hearing you are this, you're a liar, you're an idiot, you knew what you were doing, you blank, you know, whatever that may be, it's from the outside in. You know, I'm not not speaking to myself in that language. I would say I. You know, it's an assault that's coming from the outside, and as soon as I start to buy into that, I sure feels like it's from me, and but it's fr- really not. And you, you just got to block it at the gate. And the fruit that you always speak of, Sam, the, you know, look inside of what, what is the fruit of what it is that you're hearing and understanding, right? Yeah, you know, whether it's about me or it's about others or it's, it's about God, obviously, you know what the fruit is there. But, you know, whatever I feed will grow. If I feed resentment, if I feed anger if i feed those things it grows but if i feed forgiveness if i feed understanding that's what grows inside me you know the enemy knows that if he can get you i think the first attack's always on you because if he can get you to where you don't like you or you don't like your identity or what you think your identity is then you're rarely going to treat somebody else's heart better than you do your own you know I, i know that when i'm at my worst with other people honestly, is when I feel the worst about myself. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know how to say anything after that. That's uh, pretty powerful. Well, the story goes that, you know, you look in your, you know, your, your daily life, and, and you, you, you're minute by minute as you're making choices, you're hearing all these voices, right, Jim? And hopefully 
you're finding a way to break out and, and, and find some point in reality. And it often is the point in reality is we've got to let go of the hurts and love. During this whole conversation, I was thinking of two very wounded, very, they're both solid Christians, but two ladies that have really had a terrible time. And they had been friends, were supporting each other, and now out of their pain, they're attacking each other on that wonderful medium Facebook mm-hmm. and unfriend. And both of them, rather than taking their hurt and using it to be loving and caring and forgiving, are claiming more hurt and coming into looking at self, the unholy trinity. That we were just hearing about, you know, it's all about me, and when it is, it's all misery. So he's coming after them, so to speak, but then, obviously, it's not hard for him to start to point out that, you know, she sure has been treating you bad lately. <laughs> and, and, it, and it quickly goes to blaming others, and it quickly goes, at some point in time, to blaming God, because he got you into all this, right, Dennis? Yeah, I think so. And the other thing I was thinking when Jim was talking is the more that that happens— the further away you're getting from God because all the communication is with each other or with something else that's going on. And before you know it, uh, I found that that uh, the better, if I can say this right, when I've done better at this, at identifying that it was the enemy, is when I was closer to God, when I was more in communication with God. Yeah, I mean, therein lies the opportunity that we have. And, you know, recently the podcast that Ransom Hart's been outstanding on this idea of, of finding a place to make sure you get back to reality. And often that's just w- walk outside and get back into what's real and take a walk through the woods, you know, for yeah. f- five, ten minutes and listen for that voice that might bring some truth. You talk about getting back into what's real, and the realest thing is God's Word. That's Him. That's His 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 yeah. life into us. And as we take that in, you know, as He said... We will not listen to a stranger's voice. That is his voice to us. Uh, so, so dig into his word and put that truth in your heart. There you go. Good While word. you're out in the woods, you get Good out word. the Bible. <laughs> well, meanwhile, we've got an advanced boot camp coming up. August when, Sam? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember when the dates are, Robbie. <laughs> it's in August. <laughs> it's, 19th. <laughs> it's the 19th or the 21st, I believe, and then November 1st through the 4th. We've got a regular boot camp coming up. Of course, you can go to yep. masculinejourneyradio.org. Find out all about those previous podcasts and all these different tools in the toolbox. Thanks for listening.